0: Unity of Farmington Hills, a positive path for spiritual living. You say love is just a word, just four letters in a row, just a thing that people say, oh they never tell you so, and you use every excuse to let nobody in. Now this cloud you bring around has become your only friend. And everybody's saying that it's going to go away, but it don't go. And everybody's telling you one day it's going to change, but you don't know. If it's really going to end but there is a way there is a spark there is a hope that you can hold on to there is a lifeline come to the rescue the hand that's waiting for you and if you believe in this i the word had flesh and bone Would you recognize his face If he came to bring you home You think you're all alone Gotta do it on your own Riding solo Is there someone you could call When you stumble and fall Cause you don't know If you'll be getting up again Cause there is a way, there is a spark, there is a hope that you can hold on to. There is a lifeline, come to the rescue, just like a hand that's waiting for you. And if you believe in this, I promise that you won't be alone. There is a way, the truth, and I might feel the same way too, but there's so much more than that, and it's waiting here for you. There is a way, there is a spark, there is a hope that you can hold on to. There is a lifeline come to the rescue, just like a hand that's waiting for you.
1: Aren't ready to go yet? Yeah. Where you, Lord? <laughs> he likes it up there behind those drums. <laughs> I like you up there behind the drums. You're good, right? Aren't they good? Give them a hand. <laughs> the truth and the life and the way. I love that. I got a little bit of harmony. <laughs> don't keep me going but I have a little bit oh man I remember one time I was singing a song by Anita Baker and Howard and I were driving somewhere and I hit the note he looked over at me and I was like yeah I got it baby I got it (laughs) I had that note anyway I had practiced all since I was little I had practiced that song and then when you have a scratchy voice sometimes your voice sounds better when you sing it (laughs) Oh man, I like to start off with a cute little joke, so today I have something cute. I heard this little story about this pastor who was walking to church um, one morning, and he saw these kids, um, these little boys, they were huddled around something, so he walks up to them, and they're huddled around this little dog. This is a cute little puppy. And they're trying to make a decision on what to do, right? So he's like, well, what are you guys doing? And so the dogs are like, well, we found this little puppy. And we're having a contest to see who can get it. So whoever tells the biggest lie can get the puppy. So the, so the pastor goes, <laughs> goes into this sermon telling them about the virtues of life and how lying is a sin and blah, blah, blah. And he ends with saying, you know, when I was your kid, age, kids, I never lied one day in my life. And they thought for a second about what he was talking about. He's thinking, wow, I'm really getting to these kids. And the little boy speaks up and says, all right, he can get the dog. <laughs> I thought that was so cute. Oh, man. Kids, can, kids can are the, the biggest lie detectors, aren't they? <laughs> oh, man, speaking of kids... We are in the season that the kids love the most, aren't we? Yep. And the Christmas season, right? And, and for me, the kid comes out. You know, I, I love celebrating. And when we were little growing up, my father would take off the last two weeks of that uh, we, we were off for Christmas, you know, the Christmas season. And, and going into New Year's, he'd take those two, day, two weeks off, and we would too. And we would sit and play games and just enjoy each other. And I miss that. I miss those times. At one point... And like, every year, we'd get a couple games. At one point, we had 56 games. It was nice so we'd go to our little game closet and decide what to play. It was fun. And we still have most of them, too. We still have most of them. I have, anybody remember Battleship? I still have Battleship. You do, too, Tracy. You remember it? What else? I still have, does anybody remember Connect Four? I still have that. I st- Othello? Anybody play Othello? I still have that. I still have the original one from when I was little. So it just makes me remember those times, you know. But actually, like my dad always says, Christmas is not just that season and that day. It's actually supposed to be your whole life, you know, all 365 days of the year, right? So as I said earlier, Advent, today, December 1st, does begin Advent. And Advent is usually the first four Sundays leading into Christmas. It's usually starting the first Sunday after Thanksgiving, so that's today. And advent. When you look at the word advent, it means the coming of. Well, let me see. It it means the coming into place of the coming into place view or being of something. It's the arrival of something, and so we're going to be moving into the arrival or the new birthing of our Christ consciousness. It's, It's usually in the pagan traditions, which Christianity took over, is the coming of the Christ. Preparing for the coming of Christ. December, though, for unity also represents which power? Anybody remember? Life. Yes. Who was that that said life? <laughs> give that girl a donut. Well, let me give you a high five. <laughs> I don't have a donut, or- <laughs> but I can give you a high five. <laughs> I want to go around and see if everybody a high five. <laughs> it is life. It's regenerating life. So the theme for this month that we're going to move into is strengthening our power of life. We're strengthening our power of life, and we're moving deeper into that. And let's see if, do we have the slides, do my slides work, Dwayne? Let's see. Okay. So. Yep, so, okay. The power, see, didn't you like that little, little spinny thing? (laughs) I had to show my a little spinny thing. <laughs> so today, the title of my talk is The Power of Beliefs. Now, we have been talking about beliefs for a while now, but it's a reason. It's because our lives are really driven by our beliefs and how strongly you're, you're rooted in your beliefs, it reflects your life. For instance, do you believe that you are powerful? Yeah. You believe you're powerful? And you don't even have to answer me because your life reflects it. Your life demonstrates it. Do you believe that you're prosperous? You don't even have to answer me where that's concerned, too, because your life demonstrates and reflects whether you, if you, you believe it. If you believe it, you're powerful. As a matter of fact, like I said last m- week, Oprah Winfrey says that the things that we, we do not get the things we want, you manifest the things you believe in. Do you believe you're worthy of love? then your life reflects that as well. Whatever it is that you believe deeply, your life reflects it. So, there's a power connected to it. Charles Fillmore says that life is, let's see what he says, is the acceptance of an idea or a concept. So what we've been walking around with are these ideas and concepts that we've accepted to be true for for ourselves. And... Sorry, I'm listening. A lot of times, and it may be up to 90% of the time, the, lo- the beliefs that we are living on, that we've accepted in our life, are not true to us. Your beliefs are conscious and subconscious. They're the things that we're living, uh, living that drive us subconsciously and consciously when we're making our choices. And 90%, up to 90% of the time, they're not even your own beliefs they their beliefs and ideas that we've accepted from outside of us. Now, the first candle that we lit was a candle of hope, which represents our faith in God. And we're going to move into that. What what we're going to work with today is how we move, how first of all, we shift our false beliefs into the truth, and then how we move from the belief in the truth into faith. There's a difference between the two. Let's see if I have, let me move to, I'll move past this for a second because I'm being led this way. Okay, so we have that, that the belief is our, is an inner acceptance of an idea as true, what is true to you. But faith is the perceiving power of the mind linked with the power to shape substance. The other part of faith is faith is what you truly know to be so for yourself is what you truly know to be so for yourself. The other part of faith is when you take your belief in the truth, which is from a spiritual consciousness, is when your beliefs have been moved up from the subconscious and the conscious mind, which is the soul, into the superconscious mind, which is your spirit. When you've shifted your consciousness into taking those things that you believe to be so in your life, That are linked into what's the truth about you, and you begin to know it on a deeper level. Now, what you are knowing on a deeper level at that point is your Christ self. What you're knowing on a deeper level is that life that dwells within each and every one of us. That spiritual essence, that divinity, that spark of divinity that lives in each and every one of us. Do you have an intimate relationship with that divine within? Like, seriously. Like, seriously, do you have a deep relationship, a deep connection, that every word that comes out of your mouth is the word that comes from that living vibration within you? That's what Jesus had. That's what Jesus had. That's why he said that every word that came from his mouth was not only the word of God, but it was the action of God. Because every time the word came out of his mouth, it sparked a manifestation. Your beliefs actually come into a living vibration in your life, and it creates what is true and what is not true for you. And what I want us to do is I want to move out of the beliefs that are false, that we've accepted from other people, and I want us to move into the truth, believing the truth about who you are. And not only just believing it, but knowing it on the highest level. And when you know it on the highest level, that's when you're walking in faith. And when you're walking in faith, that's when you're living the fifth unity principle of living the truth that you know. And when you're living the truth that you know, you've walked in a high vibration of wisdom. Because what it is that you know becomes a living manifestation in your life. It becomes wisdom. Wisdom is the living movement of what you know in your life. It's activating the life within you. And living it. Life It's our power to invigorate, it's our power to enliven, it's our power to strengthen, it's our power to ignite. But it's deeper than that. It's deeper than the power to do it. It is it. You are life. You are the essence of life. You are the actual essence of the spark of divinity within that is God. Do you know that? Like, really, do you know that? And there there are levels that we go through. When we are first born, we we are generated life. We are in our genesis. We are the creation of it. And everything that comes to us is new in our physical expression. It's not new in the spiritual life, but it's new in our physical expression. And this little thing, this little mic of mine. I'm going to make it shine. <laughs> so yeah, like I was saying, you would think having big ears, it would fit right, but it's big around my neck, so I got a skinny neck. So let's move into the scriptures I want to use today. I'm, I'm, I'm following spirit. Spirit is moving me in a way that. so I'm, I'm doing this with you guys. This is real time for me too. Now the first scripture is 2 Timothy is chapter 1, verse 7. This is powerful. Now, I'm doing the King James Version first because this is one that we all know. Say it with me. God, for God have not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Now, the spirit that God is that is spoken in here is your life, your spiritual life. It affects you. How you believe this affects you on a spiritual level and on a mental level. Your spiritual life reflects your mental life and it reflects your physical life. Now, let's move into the New Living Translation, which I like it because it gives us a deeper expression of what this means. Now, let's read that together. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity. Now, let's stop there. Fear is used in a couple ways in the Bible. The true way of using fear is in awe and reverence, too. But here, he's connecting it to cowardice and timidity. That is not what we've been given. And I should have put the acronym of fear. What comes to me is fear. Is Fear is false evidence appearing real. It's an acronym of false evidence appearing real. And when fear shows up in our life, it shows up on three levels. It shows up as a power that is the circumstances overwhelming us. It shows up in a fear of our circumstances. It shows up in a fear of people. And it shows up in a fear of ourselves. And when we look at this, we realize that we are, not, we are given the spirit of power, which is knowing we have authority and dominion over our circumstances. We are given the, sp- the spirit of of love, which means that we have the power to love others without fearing them. There's a difference here. When you love others in a way of fearing them, you're seeking love from outside of yourself and you're seeking love from other people that makes you feel worthy. You will never get there because nothing that anybody can give you can make you feel worthy because it's on a human level that you're searching for it and you are a spiritual being. So how they act towards you Will make you hurt your feelings, make you upset, or make you feel in love? One of the two, one of those things. Either way, you'll be happy with them, and you feel like you're loved by them, or you'll get upset by them, and you'll feel like you're not loved by them. This thing keeps coming off my ear. <laughs> when you truly love somebody, there's no way that you can fear them because you're not looking at them from the false evidence of the outside. You're looking at them through the spirit of who they are. And no matter what the person does, you follow the spirit of who they are. Does that make sense? Yes. I'll give you an example. When a little baby uh, or two-year-old, when, you, when the two-year-old, two-year-old wants something and you tell them they can't have it and they have a temper tantrum, do you hate the child for having a temper tantrum? You realize they're upset at you. What if somebody, an adult, comes up to you and they get upset at you and they cuss you out? Would you believe them? If you're, if you're connected to them, you believe what they say. I used to take everything people said seriously. And when they tell me this and damn me that, I used to believe it so deeply. Because I was afraid that if a person did not see the good in me, they would not love me. So if a person did not see the good in me, I believed what they were saying to me. It hurt People, like I said, said uh, a while ago, somebody would tell me, I would get a thousand people who would tell me how wonderful I was and this and that. One person would tell me something bad about me, and I would take that, and it would sink down inside of me, and it would bring up all these insecurities, and I would mess up my day for the rest of my day. Anybody else had some experience like that? That's because we have put our faith in what that person believes. And this is the other thing. We've put our faith in the human expression and the human beliefs instead of putting our faith in what is the truth. Now, what people are saying about me, now maybe my behavior may have been true, but telling me I'm messed up and this, this, and that, and all, and damaged goods and unworthy and all, that's not the truth. But I took it on as if it was my truth. And there are a lot of people who have. I remember Oprah Winfrey saying that she used to feel that way too. She grew up with that way. Joyce Meyer said she felt that way too. She was abused as a child. And she took that on as if she was damaged goods to the point that it took her husband, her second husband, a lot to actually penetrate because she had to learn for herself that she was worthy of love in order to accept it from him. Does that make sense? Because the false evidence appearing real is coming from the spirit of fear that we've created. And this is the kicker. This is the kicker. We've taken that neutral spiritual vibration that we are and we've tainted it and turned it into a lower vibration. This this month, we're gonna use that same faith and we're gonna shift it and, and, and strengthen our vibration. Does that make sense? You ever feel upset? and you just don't feel like doing anything, you just want to crawl up and go to sleep, you just don't have any energy. You ever been depressed, you just don't have any? There's the, this is called depressed perfectly because it depresses and suppresses your spiritual life, and it literally lowers your vibration, and you don't feel like doing anything. It, it, and, it, and then depression has been known to cause physical ailments as well. You, you get aches and pains in your body, because you're not vibrant and every time your vibration is low, it causes a pain because there's no energy going inside of your body to strengthen you and make you feel vibrant. Which is why when people are depressed, it's a good idea to do, start doing something new. When you do something new, you revitalize that spark of life within yourself. When you speak or talk to somebody new or do something, in it, like for instance, even getting out of bed on the other side will spark something new inside of you. Does that make sense? We have not been given a spirit of fear. We walk around being afraid of our circumstances. How many of us have been afraid to wake up the next morning, go to work, or figure out, or or afraid of what's going to happen the next day? I do not want to do this tomorrow. I don't want to do that. Because we put our faith into the power of the circumstance. You don't want to talk to somebody or have a, a courageous conversation. You ever heard of the phrase courageous conversations? It's called that for a reason. <laughs> Anybody have a fear of confrontation sometimes? That's why you have to have those courageous conversations. Because we put our spirit into them. And you can't do that. We put our faith and our belief into them. And you can't do that. Made them more important than we are. They're the same as we are. And then the last thing. Has anybody mastered yourself yet? (laughs) Really? You master your thinking? You master your behavior? You master not getting upset when somebody comes at you the wrong way? That's your mind. That's your mind. That's mastering yourself. So we are going to move into... This is it. Let's read this one. This is faith together. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now, let's look at it in the New Living Translation. Let's read this. Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. Now, let's stop there. Hope is the reality linking our consciousness to the reality of what is there. And what happens is it shows itself in our mind. We link to it and we see it on a higher vibration and we trust in it. So we're gonna shift into believing what it is that's outside of us, the peach soul, what it is that other people say to be so, and what it is that we feel in the insecurities and in those ways that we think of ourselves in an error or false based way. We're going to shift them to having hope in what is true and seeing it to be so in our life. Faith is the perceiving power of the mind. The mind, the perceiving power of the mind is the ability to know what is the truth linked. With the power to shape substance. So it's linked with the linking it to the imagination and pulling it out of substance and creating it in our life. Let's read this second part. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. It's knowing that you know that you know that you know. So Charles Fillmore says that there, there's two, two steps that move us into strength. Two first steps, because we're going to keep on going, that move us into strengthening our life, our spiritual life. And the first part that we're doing today is moving into believing and knowing that God is life, abundant, omnipresent, and eternal. That's the first piece, knowing that God is spiritual life. And the second part is to make a positive connection with God life by declaring oneness with it. Now, this is the kicker. This is what God gave me This even deeper than that. You cannot make a connection with something you already connected to. You're already connected to it. So what you do is you become aware that you're connected, that that God life, that divinity is you, and it's neutral. And whatever your beliefs are, you create it in your life. It becomes a living manifestation in your life. And so now we're gonna shift any false beliefs. Any false beliefs, give me a false belief. Something that you used to believe or you may believe now. Anything, throw it out there. I'm not, good I'm not good enough. Anybody have that before? Anybody think that before? Do you remember where it came from? I'm not good enough came from what? What were you told when you were younger that connected to that I'm not good enough? Tell me anything, call it out. I'm stupid you're bad. Anybody hear somebody saying bad boy, bad girl? Bad boy, bad girl. And we take it in. As a child, we're sponges to take it in. And everything you take in becomes a belief. Now, that idea of bad boy is linked to the life within us. And we create everything in our life to give evidence that we are bad. That's your faith becoming the evidence of the things hoped for. Isn't that crazy? But it's how law is. Divine law is that way. Whatever you feed into it becomes manifest in your life. Now let's take that same thought, you're not good enough, and give me something that's the truth. What is the truth? I am always. You are always enough. You're more than enough. Who else says something? What else was that? I am good. I am good, I am good. together. I am good. Now, when you say that, What goes on inside of you? All the things that prove to you that you're not good? Or all the things that prove to you that you are? That's the difference between faith and belief. Belief will give you every evidence to prove it's so or every evidence to prove it's not so. So if you say something and you don't believe it, you're gonna get every evidence against it that will come up from your experiences as a child. But if you believe that you are good, There will be no evidence necessary to believe it because it is what is unseen and you've connected to the spiritual life of it. Does that make sense? Say it again, I am good together. I I am am good. good. Give me one more. I am good. One more time. I am good. Give me another truth that's connected to that. If you're good, then what? What? I am awesome awesome. together. I I am am awesome. I am powerful together. Say it again. I am powerful. Can you say it like you're powerful? <laughs> <I am> powerful. <laughs> when you say it with that low vibration, is the evidence right there that you're not? Are you getting this? Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. I want us to transmute those lower level beliefs into the truth. I want you to know that God is life. And you are an expression of that life. But I don't want you to just say it. I want you to know that you know that you know so that everything that comes out of your mouth, you know you're about to create it. So that everything that you think, you know you're about to manifest with God in your mind, the creation of it in the spiritual realm, and that is going to manifest in your life. So that every time you look at your life, you look at the things in your life that you see that you don't like, and you connect it to a thought or a belief that's connected to that, that's reflecting that in your life, and you take it and you transmute it into the truth, and that you realize that you are abundant life, that you are absolutely good, and that everything that it is that you desire that's on a higher vibration is actually you. It's your inheritance, is the truth of who you are. Does that make sense? Yes. Only one person give me a hug. <laughs> does that make sense? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> You always do that now. He likes that. He saw it on camera, too. <laughs> he recorded it. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so let's, let's close out with these affirmations. And what I want us to do for the rest of this Advent season, I want you guys to read the, the, every day during the Advent season in the Advent book, there is an, um, a message. And this is the book. So you'll get it outside. There's a message in here. We're going to strengthen that spark of life that's inside of us. I don't want us walking around a dull, a dull expression. We're like the candles. You know, every time the candle goes down, there's more wick and the light gets brighter and brighter. That's what I want us to be. And it gets brighter and brighter every time you become more and more aware of who you are. And when you become more and more aware of who you are, it's the life of God that you are. And then you don't want to hide it under anything. And if someone tries to hide, you know what happens when you hide something under a bushel? It burns up the bushel. (laughs) You get seen still. You still get seen. You cannot hide your light. Not for you or anybody else. I want us to walk in authentic expressions of who we are, freely expressing ourselves in a bright way. Does that make sense? I think that's why the color of de- December is red, because it's passion. And wherever your life is, wherever your passion is, that's what you give life to. So let us say these affirmations. okay, you know what? This thing is just coming off. All right, I might just speak into the like this. <laughs> I don't have the hem held up here. Okay, let's say these affirmations together. Together, my, my thoughts, thoughts and are aligned with God. say it again. My thoughts. Now close your eyes and feel it as you say it, as if it's the truth. One more time. My thoughts and beliefs are aligned with God. Say the second one. I am one with God, regenerating life. So when you say I'm one with God, you're knowing that you are one with the regenerating power of life. We are regenerating ourselves. When you've moved into false beliefs and you've taken them on as accepting them as your truth, you've moved into degeneration. We are going to regenerate Our consciousness. We're going to regenerate our mind. We're going to regenerate our soul and our body because your body follows everything your mind is telling it to do. And you have control over your mind. You have power, you are love, and you are self-disciplined. You have discipline over your own thoughts. You have discipline over what you want, and you have discipline over how you can go get it. Let's do the second one. I mean, the third one. I am spirit of power, love, and self-discipline. Keep going. As I strengthen my spiritual life, I deepen my awareness with Christ. In Christ, say it again. As I strengthen my spiritual
2: life,
1: I deepen my awareness in Christ. Are you ready to go deeper? Yes. Oh, somebody! Thank you. Oh my God! Let me give you. (laughs) Did you do it too? Who else did it? (laughs) I'm giving everybody a high five. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Are you ready to go deeper? I am ready to go deeper. Are you ready to go deeper? I am ready to go deeper. I'm going to ask you again. Are you ready to go deeper? I am ready to go deeper. All right. We're on this journey together. Thank you. That's it.
2: This life is a journey. We walk by faith. And there will always be the mountains in our way But right here in this moment may our strength be renewed As we recall what God has done and how we've seen him move If there's anybody here who's found Is anybody here?